Welcome to another episode <laughs> of the Geekery Radio Hour. I'm Doug. And I'm Kaylin. Hi, Kaylin. Hey. We're recording right across from each other in another live in-person episode. This is episode 20. Two zero. We did 20 episodes already. In 2020. I'm nodding. Yes. 20 in 2020. 2020. Yeah. It's a 20 for 20. Mm-hmm. No, that's 30 for 30, right? Sure. Cool. Bye. How are you? Great. Not great. So, I'm all right. Why are you not great? Do you want to go into the story this early? Sure. About what happened what earlier today? What happened earlier today? Well, first and foremost, we had our book club. Yes. Tonight. Just a few hours ago. Yeah. And we then talked then we about the book ice Firepower by Robert Kirkman. Yeah. And it was wonderful, but two insane things happened toward the end. At one point, we were all talking and having a great time, and then all of a sudden, I swallowed a bug. Oh, yeah. So we had our first, not first, this was our second in-person, socially distant book club meeting at Lake Lefferts Lakefront Park. And uh, so we were sitting, you know, distant in our chairs, talking mm-hmm. about firepower, and then Kaylin starts, like, hacking up a storm. Literally, uh, something flew right into the back of my throat, and then I almost vomited... So did you swallow the bug whole then? I think so. Wow. I think so. So you're not a vegetarian anymore? I mean, are, do bugs count? I don't know. I mean, I also eat seafood, so technically... Sea bugs. Mm. <laughs> Kayla loves sea bugs. Sea bugs. Anyway. Regular. Uh, <laughs> I tried to think of Timon from The Lion King's last name, so I could say... They don't have last names, but I'm like, you're a regular Timon... And Pumbaa. <laughs> Timon and Pumbaa. And Simba for a little bit. Anyway, we're going way off point. So I swallowed a bug. I choked. I almost vomited. I had to stand up and walk away. But you know, it's my own damn fault. Even though we were social distanced, I took my mask down to talk. Mm-hmm. Mostly because it was hard to hear me. Every time Kaylin started speaking, a loud car <laughs> would drive by. <laughs> Perfectly timed. It's like they didn't even want to hear me speak. No, because you were bad-mouthing Chris Samney's art. <sighs> I'm not even going to talk about this. <laughs> I talked about it, and I was heckled a bunch tonight. And you know what? I love him now. Chris Samney, <laughs> my favorite artist. <laughs> but, Doug, you want to talk about the second crazy thing that happened towards so the book club? So, Kaylin left the book club for a second to go sit in her car and hack up the bug that and she swallowed. Water. And so, at Lake Lefferts, there's people who are fishing... Or you can, like, rent a canoe and a kayak and whatever. There's a dock there. So there was a guy who kind of was in our area, and he was, like, unloading, like, fun stuff from his car. I saw, like, some tubies and stuff He was, like, like futzing around in the back of his car for a while. Yeah. Like, a good amount of time. To, to the point where, like, I got up to go to the car, and I was like, wow, this guy's been here just standing. He must have been, what, like, 15 feet away from us? Yeah, yeah. But just standing, you know, with his tailgate open and futzing around for... Like, easily 20 minutes. So you go to the your car, mm-hmm. and he comes over, and he's like, hey, I don't mean to bother you guys, but um, I got a fishing hook stuck in my hand. <laughs> Not only was it stuck in his hand. It was, okay, so he had a backpack on, and he got a fishing hook stuck to his hand and to his t-shirt, the back so of his t-shirt. You you guys can't see because <laughs> Doug's miming him right now. It. But, like, imagine if, like, you know when, like, um... Kids used to like wrench your arm behind your back and say, "Say uncle." Yeah, that's the position where his hand was. The fishing hook was asking him to say uncle, so he yes. called us over to 
released the hook from his t-shirt so he could take the backpack off that was falling. Yes. And then he just had a fishing lure stuck in his hand. And it was one of those gnarly hooks with like three hooks. Yes. It was really... A spinner. A spinner. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, My least favorite character from Degrassi. Oh my god. (laughs) Manny was mine. (laughs) Anyway, so... Yeah, it was really wedged in there, but this guy sucked. <laughs> he, like, had, a, like, a shirt that he cut into, like, one of those tank tops, but where the side, like, where the armholes are just all the way down to the bottom. So, like, his bare body's just showing from both sides. And let me tell you, it's not really a bare body I would have chosen to show off. No body shaming here. Like, live your life, but... You're starting off by like (laughs) This guy could be an avid listener, Kaylin. (laughs) Guy, get a real shirt. (laughs) And also wear a mask. (laughs) He was now wearing a mask mask. and came over to us. We are all (laughs) Okay, well I guess that that would make kind of sense. Liz is piping in from the from the background. So yeah, we helped him get unhooked from his shirt, and then we were trying to figure out a way to get him unhooked from his hook. <laughs> but <laughs> no one. Kaylin pulls out this elaborate toolkit, right? It's one of those ones that like unfolds, mm-hmm. so she could find needle nose pliers. And it's the only thing missing from the toolkit I... is the pliers. <laughs> I don't know where it is. I really just had them. <gasps> I took them out for camping. That's mm. why. That's where the needle nose pliers are. They're actually in the fucking um, my tent bag. Why are they in your tent bag? I because I didn't bring my whole thing. I just no. But why did you put them in the tent bag? Just in case we needed them right. for anything. You brought tools too. Irregardless, it ended with this gentleman having to go drive himself to the emergency room <laughs> because we clamored to find appropriate things to try to help, and he was just like, "I'm just gonna push it in further and go to the hospital." And we're like, "Okay, solid plan, bro." <laughs> sure, sure. He gets there, and they put like a. A hospital gown on him, and then he cuts off the arm. <laughs> <laughs> he cuts it down the sides. <laughs> I gotta be me. <laughs> One could only hope, and probably still didn't wear a mask. <laughs> Yikes, guys! The moral story is: wear a mask. If he was just wearing a mask, none of this would have happened. None of it would have happened. No, not one part of not it. Not one part. Nope. He wouldn't have gone fishing. He wouldn't have been born, probably. I don't know. The mask protects you from fishing hooks <laughs> in your fingers, too. Yeah. So, Kaylin, how was the rest of your week? Uh, good. Pretty good. Okay. I didn't really have much to say. The girls at my work uh, conned Mr. Softy into making a weekly visit to our office now, so mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you have an ice cream truck that just like rolls up at snack time. Yeah, I had it. I had it just this one week. I'm really not gonna have it any other time because I am trying to diet right now. Mm-hmm. How about you, Doug? How are you? I'm good. I watched the new Muppet Show this morning. How was it? It was really good. It's like um, I don't know if they are deliberately doing this like zoomy type presentation. It was weird. Because yeah. it kind of started like Kermit was video chatting Skeeter, or Scooter rather. Which one is he? Scooter's the Scooter. annoying one, right? Yeah. So he's video chatting Scooter, and he's like, oh, did you upload the show yet? And Scooter's like, no, I'm doing it now. And Kermit's like, okay, let me let me let the other Muppets know that you're going to upload it. He's like, no, I don't want notes. I just want to upload the thing. Mm-hmm. And then they like kind of sparse it out into like 
I guess it's supposed to look like maybe you're watching sketches on YouTube or like little web shows. Okay. And there's like a piggy show where she like interviews guests about like their style. It's like a fashion show. Okay. And she had Linda Cardellini on. Very fun. And then they did this ridiculous interview with um, RuPaul that was really, really, really funny. And Kermit was sitting that. down at like a nice table, like to do a one-on-one, like hard-hitting interview with RuPaul. Okay. And he kept getting, like, bombarded with other Muppets coming in and like bothering his interview. And he's like, "I'm trying to talk. Can you like get out of here?" Yeah. And Gonzo comes in and he starts asking like the most bizarre questions. It was hilarious. <laughs> I've never like found Gonzo that hilarious and yeah. endearing. But I was like, "This is so fucking funny." They also did a Swedish Chef sketch that was really funny it was like kind of like an iron chef kind of thing like they had another celebrity chef that was gonna like wait who is the cook celebrity this chef i don't know oh. i don't know who she was but they both were supposed to cook this same curry i'm like just spoiling the whole episode it was such a good thing though okay well let me ask you a question hmm? who is your favorite muppet my favorite muppet is dr teeth from the electric mayhem that's a good one yeah he's my absolute favorite muppet who's your favorite muppet caitlin Beaker. You looked at me like, if Doug doesn't ask me who my favorite Muppet I, is, I'm going to lose my fucking I, mind. I started to get tears in my you, eyes. Yeah, you're welling Did, Can up. you see them? Jesus. Um, it's Beaker. Why Beaker? I don't know. I just find him so adorable. Mm-hmm. Much like your dog here. Yeah. Jubilee really We're can We're best buds. <laughs> um, Beaker. And then I also really like the Swedish chef, too. So the Swedish chef, like... I just think I like the ones that don't actually talk. They just make nonsensical noises. Uh I'm like, yeah. (laughs) In this, he had to, like, make the same dish that the celebrity chef was making, and he Mm. was doing nothing that she was doing. (laughs) It was ridiculous. And then, like, towards the end, they get to, like, the part where they're supposed to be plating their their meal, and you see him, like, greet a Grubhub delivery guy. (laughs) delivers the same meal that they were supposed to make but he still puts all of his trash that he was basically playing with on it and he goes like it's played in the guy's like the guy's standing there and he has a pen and like the receipt and he's like trying to get someone to sign for the meal and then Swedish chef keeps keeps looking at he goes oh no no tip no tip no tip (laughs) so then the guy like comes around and he tries to get the chef to like sign for it and she goes did he put this on his card at least (laughs) it was really funny that's hysterical. What is that on again? It's on Disney Plus. It's called Muppets Now. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I did see. I guess it's weekly, which I thought was kind of disappointing because I was definitely down to watch like two or three at least this morning. Oh, you thought they would just like bulk yeah. them? Yeah. Okay. It was right. definitely a definitely um, worth a watch. Yeah, and it was a nice take considering like I really like the like the idea of the original of the Muppet series that mm. they just did on ABC a few years ago. Yeah. But it just wasn't good. I don't know. The Muppets are due to come back in a big way. You know? They come back like every couple of years. They it's do. like a new wave of Muppets. What stuff. did you think about the Muppet movies? I Jason loved Siegel? the new Muppet movie with Jason Siegel. Okay. This the like the Tina Didn't Fey they... one was like fine. Okay. I watched it on a plane. I don't think I've seen the Tina Fey one. I've definitely seen the Jason Siegel one. Mm. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean it doesn't really hold a candle to like Muppets take Manhattan. The, yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm not Muppets a fan of space. like. Is it Muppets from Muppets in Space? Muppets from Space. Because it's like Gonzo's space. trying to figure out where he's from and he thinks he might be from space. I'm not a huge fan of that one. And Which I did. My favorite one is the first one. Okay. Just the Muppet movie. Okay. I love that movie so much. I have the like ridiculous vinyl from Record Store Day. Okay. Of it and everything. 
Very cool. It's like a perfect movie on top of being like the best Muppet movie. Mm-hmm. It's like probably just one of my favorite regular, not regular movies, but just movies altogether. I don't think, I don't remember the last time I've seen any of those. Mm-hmm. I'll have to give them a rewatch. They're on somewhere, I think. Disney Plus, Caitlin. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Doug. What else have you been up to besides just wrecking my life all the time? I'm wrecking your life? Yes. I've been reading uh, a ton of Megan Mog books. Okay. Both digitally, physically, however I can read them. Sure. And then I was reading the new um, Branson Reese book, <gasps> Hell Was Full. You've been sending me, well, for, when you first got it, just read reading them to you. Not showing you the comic, but saying, like, oh, this is funny here. You showed me some of them. Uh-huh. You kind of, like, read up to the point and then showed me the punchline, usually. My favorite joke of his isn't even in that book, and I was really disappointed. Oh, really? It's like one of those t shirts, you know, like those shirts they used to sell in Hot Topic when we were in high school, and it says, like, you laugh because I'm different. And I laugh because you're all the same. Mm-hmm. So there's one, and it's a guy, and he's wearing a t-shirt, and it says, you laugh because I'm different, and I laugh because I'm thinking of the Rashomon episode of King of the Hill, where <laughs> Boomhauer hears everybody talking in his voice. And I'm like, I just love the like, And it's written huge. It's like a whole oh fucking paragraph on this guy's t-shirt. His comics are really good. From what I've seen, it looks really funny, and I really think I might purchase it. That's like a perfect coffee table book yeah you know or like put it on the back of your toilet you know <laughs> whatever dude there is a book i can't oh now it's gonna sound shitty i can't remember exactly what it is but dan and patty have a book on the back of their toilet that i read all the time Jesus and it's Christ. about some rapper but it's really fucking funny caitlin reveals that she like loves this she goes to their house specifically to go to to the bathroom to read this book you have like your own bookmark you put in the book yes they also (laughs) when they lived at their uh one of their other houses um they had a book uh about either it was about the germs or about darby crash specifically Mm -hmm. but i read that a bunch too it's the idea of a book that's in the bathroom is really gross to me like that it is constantly in the bathroom disgusting but also oh wait is it pretty tony i think that's what the book is pretty tony Mm -hmm. anyway what are we talking about even you're talking about (laughs) reading books while you're shitting at friends houses anyway i can read a book i'll do it digitally physically on the toilet whatever doug Alright, let's that? go to our first song. Our first song is Sleep by Chester French. Turn day into the night Face to wash Teeth to floss More coffee down the drain Concerta in my brain But got nothing yet to show
that was Sleep by Chester French. So, this week we have another guest. Yeah. Who'd that be? I sat down with friend of the shop, Marin, and we talked about her gateway into comics and what she's digging. All right, let's listen to that interview now. All right. We have another guest in the studio today, and I say studio with air quotes because we are just sitting in the back of a very, very hot store. It's a studio. It's a studio. That's it. Thank you for joining us today. <laughs> we are here with Marin. Hello. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. So um, what do you want me to say about myself? Yeah. <laughs> why don't we start by introduce yourself to the, peop- to the listeners, Marin. Okay. My name is Marin. I am 18. I am a cancer, for those of you who know anything about astrology. Oh, Jesus Christ. Shut up. We're let me, starting let here. Let me have this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to introduce myself. And, yeah, uh, my favorite show is Star Trek. It's, like, my favorite thing. It's great. Not next-gen, though. Only original series. Only... T- what, what do they call TOS? it? TOS. TOS. There you go. It's the weird, original series. Because whenever they do any abbreviation of any show, uh-huh. I'm just, like... like the one half of my brain is like, oh, it's Star Trek, the original series, and the other half is like, Star Trek Toss. We have fully just gone into just Star Trek chat now. <laughs> I don't know. So don't you're Marin, you're 18, you're a Cancer, <laughs> you're super into Star <laughs> Trek TOS. What else do we need to know to get into an interview with Marin? Um, I mean, do you want me to just get into the first thing of how I got into comics in the first place? Yeah, sure. Okay, so when I was in, like, eighth grade, and it's really funny, because I was just talking with a friend yesterday, and we both kind of made a collective agreement to never think about middle school again. Uh, I think everyone kind of has that. Yeah, s- that, kind that of is a conversation like, that everyone, everyone has. Yes, yeah, no, middle school's but, the worst. Oh, no, it sucked. But it, this was the end of middle school, so uh-huh. let's pretend I was going into high school. Okay. And I met... Uh, my best friend, who is actually now my girlfriend, love you if you're listening, you're great. <laughs> Hopefully she <laughs> is listening. Come on. I don't know. <laughs> when I first met her, she was, like, super into Marvel Comics, you know, like, would always wear them to, like, would always wear, like, their t-shirts to class and stuff. So I would always ask, like, oh, like, tell me about, like, certain, like, backstories and stuff, because, like, I'm, I just got curious. And I didn't really have any interest in it until she was like, oh... Like, there's this dude called the Winter Soldier, and, like, told me his backstory, and I was like, that sounds so cool. Uh And she lent me, I think it was Ed Brubaker, I don't know if I'm saying his last name correctly. Yeah, but it was, uh, it was, like, a hardcover book, and it was his, uh, run of Captain America and, like, the Winter Soldier story, the end of that. And I took that home, and I read it over the weekend, and I had no idea what was happening, because I knew, like, none of the characters, but I felt... They kind of throw you right into these events like that. But I felt so cool that I was like... This is great. And mm-hmm. then I like just made it like and I would read like all the Winter Soldier comics and from there it kind of escalated. And I don't really read as much Marvel anymore, but like that was definitely my introduction to it was being like, oh Deadpool, I saw that movie, he's really cool. Let me read all about him. It's cool and because then, like, yeah. you know, um now you're eighteen, so you're growing up around these movies that have seemingly always existed. I've yeah. talked to a couple other people and it's like we remember when these movies first started being made. <laughs> And now, honestly, you always they've there've always been Marvel movies, right? Basically, for all you can think. Yeah, kind of. I wasn't yeah, because I wasn't even a fan until I was in the accursed year of eighth grade. So yeah. I was like twelve, thirteen. So at that point, they'd already been out for a few years, anyways. Like I was yeah. probably like a little kid. Uh huh. So yeah, but I mean, the only few movies that I can remember coming out are like you know the most recent ones, like Black Panther, 
Civil War. I went to see uh, Endgame on opening night. That was so yeah. cool. I, that was like the best. And it was funny because the way I got tickets for that was my stepmom's coworker had two tickets and then realized he couldn't go. Uh-huh. And my stepmom knows nothing about comics, so she was trying to ask me if I wanted the tickets. And I still remember looking down at my phone and just seeing, we have tickets for Thanos on Thursday. Do you want them? <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> tickets for Thanos! That's, that's really good. I actually think it was, we have Thanos tickets on Thursday. <laughs> and I was just like, we do. What does that mean? Oh my god. So did she go with you then? No, no. I went with my girlfriend. And okay. it was great. Because it was I, opening night, so like everyone was so hyped. I also love the idea that your mother... I'm assuming has never seen any of these movies. Yes, yeah, neither of my parents have. And now she would be going from having seen none of them to seeing the twenty-third <laughs> in a series well, of movies yeah. that you when, really should see every piece <laughs> when I to went, get the idea. The year before, when I went to see uh, Infinity War, mm. they came out within a year of each other. Yeah, right? like yeah. about that time. Yeah, and so I waited a few days after, and I remember getting to school and realizing if I wait, this movie's going to get spoiled for me. For sure. So I still remember texting my mom first period. I was like, Mom, buy me Infinity War tickets. I'll pay you back when I get home. And she was like, okay, don't you want to, like, ask a friend to go with you? And I was like, nope, get them right now because they will sell out. And get me did. Thanos tickets, Mom. <laughs> yeah, Mom. Two tickets to Thanos, please. Get, Thanos like, the, part I, one. I got to get like, the emo hair in the face. I was like, God, Mom, just shut up and get me Thanos. <laughs> but so she dropped me off in the movie theater. I saw Infinity War by myself, and she goes to pick me up. I get in the seat of her car because I was, like, 16 at the time. And she goes... How is the movie? And I just start crying. <laughs> and my mom, who knows nothing, just has to be like, "What's going it's on?" Okay. And then she's just like, "They'll all come she, back." Yeah, she was. That was. Oh my god! Yeah. See if those like her exact words. So she's like, "You know, they'll all come back." And I'm like, "No, they won't." And then she was like, "We have chicken at home," because she didn't know what else to tell me. So then we got home. It's like ten o'clock at night on a school night. And I'm just eating chicken, crying at my kitchen counter. Thanos ruined your world, but at least there's some chicken at home. <laughs> So, you have a uh, a friend who's now a girlfriend who got you into (laughs) Winter Soldier. Yes. Was there any other comic-y things do you think you can remember growing up that really got you interested in the, you know... The thing is, growing up, when I was, like, a little kid, I didn't really have the patience to, like, sit and read or sit and watch through things, so I was Mm -hmm. kind of... But, I mean, in that aspect, yes, because I was always in my, like, own little, like, world doing stuff. For sure. So I was always, like, making my own characters or, like... I remember when I was in fifth grade, me and two of my friends, we used to write, like, little comic books about, like, if we had superpowers. So, like, there's there's that creative aspect, and that's what I like about comics. About, like, your friend group? Yeah. Well, what I like about comics is it's essentially taking, like, that creativity and finding a way to, like, make it profitable, which sounds like capitalism, (laughs) but, like, in a good way. It's good capitalism. I'm kidding. That's an oxymoron. (laughs) And then I got really into Star Trek, and it's just all downhill from there. Because you know me, every time I come in, I just don't shut up about so, it. So, it's just the original <laughs> series that you're into with Star Trek? I, I've also watched J.J. Abrams movies, which mm. is funny, because a few weeks ago, I was with a friend of mine, and he was saying how he doesn't like those movies, and I was like, what do you mean? They're so good. And he's like, Marin, they're like all lens flare. Like, that's the entire movie. That's and his I was whole like, everything. Well, because I was like, oh, like, you don't even know. And then I went back and watched the movies, and I was like, you know. Shit. You might, yeah, I was like, <laughs> you might be right on that one. But, I mean, I still do. And I got really into Star Trek, and what's funny about it is when I first started watching it, because the original series is on Netflix, I told my grandma, who was like, she's like 68, I mean, not right now, but like, I'm 
a few years ago, and uh -huh. she just like lit up. She was like, "Oh my god, that was my favorite show!" And she like so now she watches Star Trek, and we'll like text each other. Yeah, about that's it, cool. So that's, I love my grandma. She's Going great. back to it. <laughs> well, because she was also yeah. I'm Our stupid Star Trek standees behind me. I'm literally just staring at. Them. I've never given it much of a shot. I don't know. It's I've always good. fallen on the Star Wars side of the See, divide. I don't like Star Wars. Yeah, I watched the original series, and then like, well, the original trilogy, but and I was just like, this is good, and then I just never. <laughs> this is because good. I got ten minutes into the Phantom Menace, and I was like, wow, I hate this. That movie's really, really rough. It yeah, really and is. then all the people that I know who are Star Wars fans, are like, yeah, it sucks, but you have to get through it. I'm like, why would I want to get through a movie? That that's sucks? such a weird thing that Star Wars fans do to people they just, who don't care about Star Wars. Is yeah, they insist they, that you suffer they, for two and, they, and a half hours. They'll, they'll admit that it's terrible. Like my girlfriend, she's like, yeah, I know the movies are god awful. Like you have to get through. You them. can't like, skip them. Don't read about them on Wiki. Watch the <laughs> whole like, thing. Why would you do that yeah. to yourself? And I think, is The Phantom Menace the first one with Jar Jar Binks in it? Yes. I got, I started watching it, and I was like, oh, this guy isn't, like, that bad. And then five minutes later, I was like, nope, never mind, he is that bad. You said regret that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that movie, they re, they, I saw it in theaters the first time, in, like, 1999 or whatever, but then they re-released it Nerd. in theaters in, like, 09, I think. Oh, that's weird. So I went. I was seven. It came, <laughs> it came out on, I believe, my 20-something, 2009. Well, oh, yeah, that was my 21st birthday, I guess, then. So we went, to go, <laughs> we went to go see it in theaters. Uh, it came out literally on my birthday in re-release, and I insisted to my friends that we had to go see it. And they're like, you hate that movie. Why do you want to go see it? And I'm like, I just want to, it's in 3D, we should go, it'll be so cool. I fell asleep. I fell asleep at the same point. I've never made it through all of that movie. I fall asleep really? at the same point every time. How, like, far into it? I fall asleep at the pod races. Well, it's like, I always found... Uh, Empire Strikes Back. I think it's a good movie. It's just really long. Yeah. So like halfway through, I'm like, all right, this loses my interest. Yes, that movie is. It. It's the best one, but it is a little too long. Yeah, well, that's like I'll never forget my stepmom. This one time, they were doing a marathon of like every Star Wars movie. Uh -huh. She didn't get up off the couch like all weekend, <laughs> and then Sunday night we went to dinner, and she's like, "Guys, I get it now." She's like talking about Star Wars, and I'm like. Who are you? And then, like, a few weeks later, I made a joke about Star Wars, and it, she completely didn't get it. So I was like, wait, didn't you watch all the movies? And she looks at me and goes, you think I remember any of that? It's not useful. Why <laughs> it's do I no know it? Yeah. She's, like, I, she's like, it has no use for me. Why would I remember it? And I'm just like, what? Like, people do that. <laughs> people don't remember, like, weird insignificant details, but, like, not the important things. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, and then I, I think the new Star Wars movies might be good. Like, I'll give them They're a pretty shot. good, yeah. I just want to watch for the dudes Finn and Poe, because I'm, like, just the stuff I've seen about them, I'm like, alright, you guys might make this movie. Uh -huh. <laughs> they they definitely do for the first one. They're a lot of fun in the second one, but then they kind of just, I don't know, it's like, J.J. Abrams took them back and just stopped caring about, I don't know. Alright, you guys that are last fine. One just, is, like, yeah, left them on their own. Yeah. So, what would you say is a current obsession you have in comics? Well, I just started reading uh, Neil Gaiman's Black Orchid. Okay. Like, I literally just started it, like, last night. I'm not that far into it. But it's good so far, but the most noticeable difference is the difference in Neil Gaiman's writing books mm -hmm. versus his writing comics. Because, like, I've read, uh, he wrote American Gods, Good Omens, and then Anansi Boys, and I'm probably also butchering the pronunciation of that, because mm -hmm. it's all, like, mythology. I think you got it. 
let's let's say that I got it and not look it up. <laughs> but yeah, like all that stuff, except for maybe American Gods, like a lot of his stuff reads kind of like almost like children's books. Like some of his books have been published like with illustrations and stuff. Uh-huh. Like he also wrote Coraline, which I've never read, but I've seen the movie and it scared me when I was a kid. But the striking difference is between that and then you start reading Black Orchid, which is just like serious all the way through. Uh-huh. Like, most of his books have, like, a healthy dose of, like, satire in them, so it can yeah. be serious, but it's, like, kind of funny at the same time. Mm-hmm. But then you have this one that's straight up just, like, nope, like, it's, like, takes place in the 80s, so, like, alright, AIDS is running rampant, we're gonna yes. shoot you, and I'm just, like, I'm reading it, and I'm like, oh, this is not the same Neil Gaiman that wrote Good Omens. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, to be fair, Good Omens is also about an apocalypse, but... So is, do you, I don't know, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but is Black Orchid, is that a part of, like, the Sandman universe? I don't do you know. know? Like, no? I know it's also published under DC, uh-huh. but I also still haven't started Sandman because yeah. I'm a huge procrastinator. Me too. My two-read pile is, it's absurd. Same. And then the other comic that I would also recommend is, uh, I love a lot of DC Vertigo comics. Like, I was very sad when someone was like, you know that, like, they don't publish under Vertigo anymore, Yeah, right? it kind of like, got abolished what? again. The one thing I didn't like from Vertigo, though, was I didn't like Hexwives. Like, I no? thought I would, so I was like, oh, it's lesbians and witches. Like, the two core aspects of my personality. I love it. <laughs> I, should... <laughs> I was like, oh, that's gonna be so cool. And then I read it, and I was just like, I don't know, it was like kind of underwhelming. I just realized there's an Animal Crossing poster on the wall. Of course there's an Animal I've Crossing poster it. on the wall, man. Come I've on. never played it. but it So Hexwives was a Yes, man. sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan, but then another title published under Vertigo, and just the name alone like says a lot about it. It was called Punk Rock Jesus, and it was uh-huh. so good. Yeah. Like, because what I liked about it is that first off, when you have a comic, a lot of the problems in comics are you either have very, very good story and bad art, mm-hmm. or very, very good art, and a very bad story. But Punk Rock Jesus is one of those few that gets both absolutely right. Just a right. perfect blend. I'm also just a sucker for black and white comics. Uh-huh. Like, I opened it the second I saw it was black and white, I was like, this is gonna be good. <laughs> but also it criticizes religion a lot, but, like, not in just, like, a screw religion kind of way, in, like, an actually, like... Like, I read it, and I was like, oh, this is, like, a thing that I could see happening. Because basically the plot of it, I'll try and not spoil anything, is... You know how they supposedly found, like, the Shroud of Turin, I believe, or whatever? Okay. <laughs> I promise it, this has a point. <laughs> but they're like, okay, what if we take DNA from it and, like, plant it in a virgin mom? Like, could we make Jesus, but they make a reality show out of it? Which, like, I weirdly feel like I could see happening. Yeah. Yep, yep, So yep, already, yep, yep. and I, as I said before, I'm a huge fan of satire. It's, like, one of my favorite uh-huh. storytelling devices. So, like, all of that combined was just really good. Yeah. And it's also basically like a screw capitalism kind of book, which as I've also mentioned is a very good philosophy. That sounds pretty neat. So that one's by <laughs> Sean Murphy. Yes. He did the uh, the writing and the art on that book. Yeah. I think he also did another series. With... I'm thinking about DC's Preacher. Who does that? I've never read it, but I've heard a lot Preacher about it. Preacher is, I believe, Garth Ennis did uh, that. He did a lot they, of work on like Punisher very, Yeah, the they years. sound like they have very similar like, yeah. storylines. Most so. recently, Sean Murphy did a series with... Um, DC called Batman Curse of the White Knight. Well, thank you very much, Marin, for joining <laughs> Sorry, us today. Sorry, I got very off topic at the end. I apologize <laughs> for that. Um, do you have anything you want to share with people? You want people to follow you anywhere on social media? Anything like that? Anything fun? No, I don't want anyone to know I exist. Okay, so this has been <laughs> someone who we interviewed today. Are you serious? Are you just joking around? I'm just joking around, but I just okay. don't really care. All right. Well, thank you very much, Marin. It's always a pleasure to speak oh, with you. thank you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks again for coming on the show, Marin. Doug? Yes? Should we go into our second song? Yes. 
Our next song is I Guess I Should Go to Sleep by Jack White. I Guess I Should Go to Sleep by Jack White. Anytime that I think of Jack White, I think of that time that I saw the dead weather at Bonnaroo. Uh-huh. And, like, it rained for the first time the whole weekend, and it was so hot. And he did, like, his big... Because, like, Jack White talks like a normal guy, and he's like, oh, I'm Jack White. Like, when I you see like him I feel like he's, uh, like, um... He's, like, a role that Johnny Depp would play. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. For yeah. sure. So his, like, his persona voice on stage was he it starts raining and he goes remember who brought you the rain the dead weather brought you the rain <laughs> and liz literally laughed and was like okay <laughs> like, i'm about done with jack white rightfully so because it like uh to even call it rain it was like it drizzled for 20 seconds and he was like that's right it happened because the dead weather were performing (laughs) you okay (laughs) (laughs) and he has that like amish man hat on you know i can picture perfectly i don't i just i don't even know how to respond (laughs) i don't know how allison mossard hangs around it oh my god She's like waiting for you. It's like waiting for rain in this draft. <laughs> Useless and disappointing. And then she leaves. 
guys know that movie, right? A Cinderella story <laughs> starring America's sweetheart, Hilary Duff. <laughs> hey, Doug. Yeah? What's going on at the shop? This week we had some really great books for free as part of our free comic book summer. This week we got in The Resistance, number one, from Artists, Writers, and Artisans. That's like that new, um, their new indie publisher that just started releasing books. Very they cool. only have like five or six books that they're publishing so far. And this is the first like full issue of this series called The Resistance. Okay. So that's pretty cool. From Boombox, there's a new Lumberjanes special called Farewell to Summer. The Tick has a new book out. This one called Zoo Patrol Squad. We have BB and Miu. Mm-hmm. And the first issue of, of Invincible from Robert Kirkman. That I one's pretty cool. I a lot about Invincible. I Invincible like. is going to be an animated series for Amazon Prime. They like announced it a million years ago. And it's um, Robert Kirkman's like take on a superhero story. So he did this book for a few years at Image. And okay. I'm looking up. The cast is really good. Is it? Ugh. The cast is really, really good. good. <laughs> In <laughs> So, Stephen Yun plays Mark. Okay. He was is on he Walking The Dead? Walking Dead, yeah. yeah. Glenn. Yes. J.K. Simmons, Sandra O, oh, Seth Rogen, Zazie Beetz, Mark Hamill, Walter. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Walton Goggins, Jason Manzukis, Mae Whitman, Chris Diamantopoulos. Gillian Jacobs. That name you got out. I know. <laughs> you ready? Here, here, this one's really good. Zachary Quinto. Oh, Quinto. Zachary Quinto. Andrew Reynolds. There's like, it It has a really big cast Dude, of like great JK voice actors. Simmons, yeah. Who I love. And then Jason Manzoukas is awesome. Uh-huh. Like, that whole cast is. I wonder is what great. Jason Manzoukas' character will sound like. Hmm, I wonder. <laughs> He doesn't have any voice it's characters. Insane. It's Did just you watch any of that other show? The uh, one on um, HBO Max that I can't remember the name of. But he just plays himself. I know which one you're talking about. Oh, um, Close Together? Close, Close Together. Enough? Close Enough, maybe? Close that feels enough, like it could I be think. it. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I watched all of it. You did? It was great. It was really good. It's called Close Enough. You were right. Yeah. Yeah. I have to go back to it. I only watched like the first half of the season, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. It's only got a few episodes. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a lot. What is it, like eight? Maybe? Yeah. Something like that? Totaling like six car- 16 cartoons, though. Oh, Because they're like all half, half episodes? Yeah, it's all 11 oh, okay. minute cartoons. Then, yeah. I but watched yeah. all of it, though. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's you really suggested dumb. it to me. I know. And but I I'm going to suggest it. it to all of you guys. Oh, cool recommendation, Kaylin. Thank you. Yeah, I'll check that really out. original. Why don't you finish it and then we could talk? Okay. Okay. Now we're in a feud. <laughs> now we're in a feud. Did I say that Folklords was going to be the next book for the book club? Yes, you said it last week, but maybe you should read the synopsis again or just give us a quick pitch of what it's going to be like. So our book of the month for August is going to be Folklords from Matt Kent and Matt Smith. Yeah, we did talk about this. We did. Because you were like, Doctor Who something. Blah, blah, blah. 
Okay. It was a really funny joke that it was, I said, so I really don't appreciate <laughs> you, you know, diminishing it. In a world of magic and monsters, Ansel is an outsider haunted by visions of well-pressed suits and modern technology. When it comes time for him to declare his quest, Ansel decides to seek out the mysterious folklords, hoping they can explain his visions. But looking for the folklords is strictly forbidden, punishable by death. How much is Ansel willing to risk to find out about the world he has never truly belonged in? It sounds really cool, and then when you showed me, I think we, you showed me maybe the front mm. of it, it looks really fun. Yeah. Like, the cover is really busy, but in, like, a cool, fun way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because Ansel sticks out, he's wearing, like, a suit. Yeah, like a tuxedo amongst, suit like, or whatever, yeah. all this craziness. Yeah, like and a it, troll with, like... One of those weird, like, nose rings and stuff yes. like that. Yeah, like all those creepy... A septum piercing? Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a lot of fun, so I'm really excited about it. So that'll be our August book of the month. And then what we'll do is we'll meet again at Lake Lefferts, Lakefront Park, on the last Friday of the month, which is August 28th at 7 p.m. And we'll come prepared this time with Yeah, our, we'll bring uh, in those pliers, we'll bring band-aids, yes. we'll bring antiseptic ointment. Yep. Just in case someone gets a fish Just hook. in case. What about for anywhere me? on their person. I just have to keep wearing my mask. You just have to keep wearing your mask. Right. It was it was punishment for not wearing. And maybe it, some like we'll bring you some like mouth rinse or something like that. Yes. Maybe. Mm-hmm. You do and like a one of those airplane vomit <clears throat> bags in case I do vomit next time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good plan. Ew, an airplane barf bag. I forgot about those. Remember flying? Uh, People still do that. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Even now? Yes. Weird. I don't know why. I don't know either. It's like the last place you should be. I mean, I guess some some people do it for work, like, you know, if they're, like, medical staff. Mm-hmm. You know, they travel and volunteer in, like, other places. Anyway, what else is going on, Doug? We just got a huge, 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 huge resupply of trade paperbacks and graphic novels to the store. Very cool. We got, cool. like, so much stuff in. So we're packed with all new stuff. Plus, I think I should mention, uh, I got two face masks. From your store that were yes. really cool. Yeah, we have um friend of the shop, Suzanne, is making masks. We have them in kid sizes and adult sizes. And they're like... They're fabric, but they're very well made and they're comfortable. And a ton of designs, too. Yeah. Yeah, like a whole bunch of different stuff. Definitely comic-related stuff. Uh-huh. I really wanted to get... I almost got the forky one, but I had to There's a of, forky one? You didn't see that no. one? No. No, there's a forky one. I didn't see that one. I kind of wanted to get it for my dad. I'm he, trash. He always says that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that... Not because he's trash. He's just quoting forky. <laughs> Is that like a coincidence that my dad walks around and he's like, I'm trash. <laughs> and then it just so happens. And you're like, there's a character who says that. <laughs> Oh my god, is that based on you? <laughs> um, but I, I did. I had to get the two Star Wars ones because they kind of felt like they went together, you know. <laughs> You're only hand. one face. Well, you know, I like I like having one in the car. Mm-hmm. I need one for work. Um, you know, I just I feel like I think originally. I didn't buy any fun masks or any masks at all. I just had a couple of the medical grade ones. Mm-hmm. Because I really thought that's, that the pandemic was going to be like <laughs> a few weeks at most. You're like, I'll just buy like a 10 pack and we'll be fine. <laughs> this will all blow And now over. here we are fucking months later and I'm like, well, shit. Yeah, we're on this, episode 20. I think it happened during episode 2. If this is going to be a pandemic, two. I'm going to make it fashion, bitch. Yeah. You know? <laughs> One for each day of the week. 
matching my outfits. <sighs> oh my god, do you remember when we saw that one girl at the liquor store and she had like studs that she had put? No. You didn't see her? No. It was the by the at the wine academy. Uh-huh. And uh, it was like the first time we actually like went out and social distance hung out. Uh-huh. And this woman was wearing this very dark uh, black mask. And she had very dark, like, pointed studs that were coming out. But it was, <laughs> I like, did amazing. not see that. She made it fashion. Yeah. Like, she made, it was, like, a whole ensemble, and she made it work. Oh. Punk as fuck. Very jealous. <clears throat> so, um, I guess we should just reiterate that we are going to be reading. <laughs> we are going to be reading uh, Folklords for next month's podcast. I don't think we set a date. Um, the last Friday of the month is August 28th. Did you already just say did this? all that. Oh yeah. my god, I'm, I'm like, Am I losing my mind or is she losing her mind? I'm losing my <sighs> fucking marbles. Well then should we remind everyone that on September 12th you are having a fun event at the store? Yes. Just in our same unit, but technically on Little Street we're going to be having a super secret event. That will be fun. Doug, do you have to be 18? No, what? To be let in on the secret. Oh, no, Kaylin. It's a secret for all ages. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Don't make it fucking weird. It's a callback, Doug. To what? To people that are 18 can have secrets. <laughs> I, Kaylin, we record these. I edit them and I just, it falls out of my head. I was all listening right. to episode 19 this morning to find like a clip to take out to tweet. And I was like, I don't remember talking to you about anything. Did you see that Bad Idea Comics kind of started maybe announcing what they're going to be doing moving forward with releasing books? No. If you go to... So, like, the other day they started tweeting out that, like, they've been hacked by some AI. Yeah. And the AI demands that you click this button that they have on their website. And Mm -hmm. after you click... You have to click the button. It needs to have accumulated a total of one billion clicks before they're going to announce like the release schedule and everything but after each like kind of landmark they've been giving new information about like new books that are coming out and the creative teams behind it piecemealing information yeah it's seems like both a stalling tactic and trying to keep people interested tactic okay but i mean i'm intrigued yeah i'm hopeful that they'll just reach a billion soon and we can get these books because they all sound really cool and they all look cool and I think who is it? JP or Liz said that you they are at thirty three million currently. Yeah, so they're yeah. quite. They, I mean, they've come a far way, but they have quite a ways to go. Still, they started on Tuesday. You know what would help? This past week, what? If um, a Kardashian or a Jenner like tweeted about it, this shit. Yeah, and just was like here's a button. Guys, you should contact Don't them. Push the button. <laughs> it's horrible interpret. Uh, Accent. Impression? Wow. You said interpretation. Interpretation, and then I went to go say accent. accent. It's a Kardashian uh, accent. Yeah, you know that. Vocal fry is an <laughs> accent now. 2020's wild. Any more uh, shop news, Doug? Uh, that's all that I can think of at the moment. We will be closed on Saturday the 8th, just so you guys know. And we'll be reopening again that following Tuesday. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, as always, this has been super fun. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, as always, you could find uh, The Geekery, which is a comic book store located at 133A Main Street in Matawan. You can find 
The Geekery on social media at The Geekery NJ. And you can find this podcast at The Geekery Radio. Nailed it, Cameron. I know. I have been at Double Stiltskin. And I bet. I have. <laughs> I have bet. <laughs> oh, no, Doug. That was a threat towards you. <laughs> I have bet. Anyway, I have been Father underscore K A E. Thank you guys for listening. Can you stay tuned for next week? I'm not paying any attention to Doug's long winded breaks. Next week. Bye.